Do you want to get sushi after this? Fuck yeah, I do. God damn! Oh my god, I'm so excited. I hope Lee's down. Uh, I'm sure he will be. Oh my god, neither of you guys are going to eat sushi if we go. I know. I'll get a fucking veggie roll and pretend it's sushi. Well, I'm excited then. Me too. Fuck yeah. Welcome to episode 23, everybody. Yeah, episode 23 of I Said Goddamn. Woo! Podcast where your hosts talk mad shit about murder. <laughs> about shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say about victims, but that's not true and that's rude. That is rude. No, we talk mad shit about murderers. There you go. That's what that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> this old pregnancy brain of mine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you got a goddamn for me? I sure enough do. My goddamn. I technically have two. Oh, Because shit. they're both real short. Who's and an overachiever now? I was just going to say, I'm an overachiever. That was really weird. I stumbled over that Over word. and over and over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my goddamn is that this week I found out that I'm having a little boy. <gasps> Woo! Woo! You're a boy mom. I know. I'm surrounded. Yeah. Does that mean that you're going to have another one to have a little girl? Oh, man. I'm going to think about it for a couple years. <laughs> Solid choice. Because, like, what if I have another boy? <laughs> yeah. Then you'll just be fucking surrounded in testosterone. Exactly. Even more so than you already are. Yeah. So we'll see how this goes. I have thought about it, and I'm like, okay, my kid is a boy. My husband is a boy. What? Both of my dogs are boys, and <laughs> oh both my of my God. cats are boys. I was like, I need a little girl in my life. <laughs> Seriously. I know. I really want a little girl. We'll see. I don't know if I'll do pregnancy or adoption or what, but I'll figure it out. I got some time. Yeah. I got this one to be excited about. Yeah. And then my second goddamn is, is while I was showering to come over here, I got fucking soap in my eye. <gasps> no. And it burned like a motherfucker. <laughs> that hasn't happened in so long. I, exactly. I felt like I was like 10 again. And now my eyes all red like I got pink eye. So oh. I don't have pink eye. I just got soap eye. Fucking Right. <laughs> Likely story. Give me your pillow, bitch. <laughs> just gonna rub my face all over it. <laughs> all right, what's your goddamn, Aaron? Well, my goddamn's gonna bring you down a little bit more. Oh no! But my husband's grandmother died. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. That's yeah. so sad. She was such a fun lady. She was so much fun, and oh, actually, she really was into like murder books and stuff too. And so we used to trade books and. All that oh, kind of stuff. So awesome. she probably would have loved our podcast, probably minus all the cussing and gross stuff. But... Yeah. And where we're not ladies. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I don't know, because one year for Christmas, we bought her um, the book Nature's oh, yeah. Harvest. <laughs> Which Your you don't book? know. <laughs> Thick Jizzy. You should look into that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And she thought it was funny. I yeah. thought it was hilarious. That is awesome. Yeah. Any grandma who can handle getting a jizz cookbook yeah. is a great grandma in my book. Yeah. I read through some of the recipes. It almost made me throw up. <laughs> oh, God, I bet. It was good. But... Can you give us an example, like a sample? Um. Yeah, there was one that was a cocktail. <laughs> oh, <laughs> ah, pun intended. And it was like literally just a cocktail, but then you drizzled it over the top. No, <laughs> yeah. the jizz? Yeah, and it would it like looked because they had pictures. Oh my god! And it stop looked it. like like a little like you know in a cafe or coffee where the foam makes like a design. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a little squiggle line. <laughs> All I'm thinking of is like you know how like orange juice has pulp. 
Oh, <laughs> you are I feel so like gross. as soon as jizz hits coffee, it would turn into like the pulp of coffee. It would like separate. Yeah. Oh. No, it was like a cocktail. It wasn't a hot drink. Yeah, but it was still, I'm thinking coffee. <laughs> yeah. They, um, I don't remember the other ones, but they had like food recipes and stuff too. Oh and she's gosh. like, where am I going to get this stuff? And I was like, you're going to have to, I don't well, know, work, work for streets, it. Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> where am I going to get the ingredients? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you'll find a donor. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm sure in not too far distant future time frame, there's going to be like food grade jizz donors. Oh, for sure. <laughs> they only eat like a vegan diet or something or like always healthy. This donor ate only pineapples. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll go so perfect sweet. for my pineapple upside down cake. <laughs> oh my God. No. And this is how like the fucking human race gets wiped off the planet. Yeah. Is is it on account of they're not being made into babies? <laughs> that and and the fact that probably everybody who would donate that would have fucking like AIDS or some sort of STD and then we all oh. die because natural selection. Yeah, that's true. Although I probably wouldn't be eating it. It's not my preferred natural flavor. selection. <laughs> so you'll live. <laughs> that's true. Thank you. Thank but who's God. to say your your spawn won't? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I need to carry on my lineage. <laughs> Son, you stay away from that jizz cake. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't know where that jizz came from. Oh, my God. Anyway. On that note. So, that was a very sad thing in our life. And yeah. we'll be going to Arizona for a... Uh, her memorial which yeah. i vowed to never go back to that town but <laughs> i have to because every time you go there your baby gets like deathly ill yeah i know he ends up in the er and he's coming with us so that's sad hopefully he makes it out and everything and it'll be nice to see everybody and all that go celebrate her life exactly it's a celebration of life ah it's not a funeral that's right yeah so well that's sad god damn god god damn <laughs> On that lovely note, mm -hmm. you want to talk about murder? I am going to talk about murder. All right, give it to me, Erin. Well, actually, what? Mine's more of a mystery than a murder. Ooh, we haven't had one of those in a hot minute. I know. I was like, I got to get back to my roots. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there's murder involved. <laughs> Probably. <I'm sure. laughs> but it's mostly mystery because you're going to be like, what? And then mm. I'm going to be like, right. And then you're going to be like, mostly mystery. Crazy. <laughs> mostly. Mills. Yes. Okay. Tell me a m mostly mystery story. Mine is, I am sorry, and also it's another child warning. God damn! I know. Okay, after this, we need one break, one episode of no children. Uh, there will at least be more because I, I don't, plan, <laughs> I don't plan to do any more children after this one. Okay, at least for a really long time. Okay, now watch. I'm gonna pick one with a child. I know, right? And I'm going to be like, fuck it. I mean, I guess it's a plus side. On the plus side, this one happened in 1922. Okay, so it's like it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Almost, yeah. It happened a really long time ago, so you can kind of distance yourself from Alrighty. it. But it was like, there's a lot of fuckery going on in this All one. So right. I was like, I got to cover this. Okay. Okay, so this is April 1922. There was a little girl named Pauline, and she was two years old, and she lived on a farm in Brittany, France. Ooh. With her family, obviously. She wasn't, like, the proprietor <laughs> of this farm. She's like, God damn, this is a tough life. I wake up early, <laughs> milk the cows. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what kind of farm it was, unfortunately. <laughs> but she was outside playing on the farm. She had siblings, but I don't know if she was playing with them or what. Just alone. Yeah. Her mom, kind of similar to the last story, the mom calls her in for dinner, uh -huh. and she doesn't get a response. Uh -huh. So she goes looking for her, and she can't find her, 
The family goes out and looks for her all over this farm. They can't find her, so they call the police. The police come, along with, like, half the town, because they hear that this little two-year-old girl is missing, and they're all searching for her. They searched around the family farm, like, extensively, enough that a priest said, if someone would have lost a wallet on that farm, we would have found it. So, like, oh, wow. they were fucking combing this place, All right? over the place. Yeah. Pauline wasn't found, and there was no evidence that anything had happened or, like, you know, she evidence leading to, yeah, yeah. to what, where she might have gone. The townsfolk people theorized that maybe a boar attacked her or gypsies took her. Uh. <laughs> yeah. 1922. That's true. A boar, you would, like, there'd be, like, blood, right? I would think, yeah, that you would have... I'm using my Game of Throne knowledge. Uh-huh. That's how uh, Baratheon died. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. there was a lot of blood. <laughs> Spoiler. And that was a historical event <laughs> that actually took place. Oh, well, there you go. No, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't know it was based on true events. Were there also dragons? <laughs> oh, shit. Wish it's I was gonna, born at that time. Interesting podcast. <laughs> Listen, I haven't finished my energy drink yet. Yeah, you need to get on that. I know. Is it neon? Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever poured one of these things into a glass? Yeah, that shit is bright. Yeah. Okay, so then on May 8th, which was about three weeks later, police find a little girl that was matching Pauline's description wandering alone around the town of Cherbourg? I don't know how to say Ooh, that. Oh, crushed it. Sorry, everyone in France. <laughs> Cherbourg? Ellie is cringing right now on her <laughs> ride into Paris. <laughs> yeah. I apologize. <laughs> fun fact, I'm part French. Doesn't mean I can speak it. <laughs> also, fun fact, my maiden name was French. And I was like, how come no one can ever say this right? <laughs> and then you're like, Cherbourg. And now I'm like, Cherbourg. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's wrong. <laughs> anyway... The town was 200 miles away. Uh-huh. That's fucking far. That is far, especially in 1920s. Yeah, and a two-year-old little girl, and she's yeah. wandering around the town alone. Fucking gypsies travel quickly, though. They're called travelers. Oh, that's true, <laughs> if that was uh, the case. Yes. So they show Pauline's parents the picture of the little girl, and they're like, holy shit, it's a goddamn half-Christmas miracle. That's her. <laughs> It's not fucking December yet. <laughs> it's not a Christmas miracle. It's May, so it's not even a half Christmas miracle. But it's close. It's like fucking a quarter Christmas yeah. miracle. I feel like you could have a Christmas miracle in November, though. So yeah, you can have true. a half Christmas miracle in May. I agree. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad we straightened that out. So the parents travel to go get her, and after spending two hours with her, they realize that she's not acting like she recognizes them. Really? Yeah, but they chalk it up to like, well, she just went through some shit because she's been gone for three weeks. Yeah. And I mean, maybe some amnesia or something like that. Yeah, or maybe she's just nervous. She's two. Yeah, that's so little. Yeah, exactly. And so... They bring her home. When they get home, the other siblings and the neighbors and stuff were like, hell yeah, that's her. Like, you found her. Congratulations on your family being back. Yeah. (laughs) Good job, police. You Uh nailed it. And so nobody was really looking into how Pauline had gotten 200 miles away. Or, like, what happened to her, maybe? Yeah. But they were, like, happy that she was back. So I was just like, well, I guess let it go. I don't know. Different times, man. Uh, seriously. And... Because she didn't walk that. No, you can't... I mean, I don't know how... My two-year-old can't even walk to his bedroom at night. Because <laughs> he's so tired and mom <laughs> has to carry him. <laughs> so, 
In the beginning of this little family's reunion, Pauline was acting nervous and shy and she wasn't really talking and she wasn't acting like she recognized the farm or anything like that. Huh. But like I said, the parents were just kind of like, it's fine. Her memories will come back. So a couple of weeks pass and Pauline starts to come out of her shell and she's acting more like she recognizes them. Uh-huh. But also, like, after spending a couple of weeks with a person, you get comfortable with them. That's so true. Yeah. That could go either way, I And think. when you're two, you're like, I live here now. Yeah, this exactly. You're pretty adaptable, I would think. Yeah. But the parents were becoming skeptical that this was their daughter because she wasn't speaking in the Breton dialect that they used at home. She was speaking in another dialect. How do they know, though? Because my two-year-old speaks, but, like, barely. I mean, my kid says, like, water. But if all of a sudden he was like, agua. <laughs> different language, not a different dialect. Yeah. But if he was like, water, I'd be like, oh, that's not, that's different. <laughs> I guess, that's true. I do notice when my kid goes into full British accent. <laughs> oh, British kid. <laughs> Which he only says two things. That's, hello, governor. <laughs> and then he also says, I like chocolate. <laughs> so, during this time when she was at home, a man named... Yves Martin Mm -hmm. came to the family's farm and asked if the little girl that was returned was their daughter and the parents were like yes was this just some random guy yep uh excuse me I heard about your daughter is it really your daughter yeah and they were like yeah and he was like he shouted god is fair I am guilty and then he left like what the fuck yeah okay so was he a gypsy you know it didn't specify (laughs) (laughs) So then the next day, he was committed to an asylum and was so distraught and, like, messed up. Who? The guy? Yeah. Oh. uh, That he couldn't be questioned by police. What the fuck? And so then on May 26th, this is a month after Pauline was returned home, Uh a cyclist found a body half a mile from the Picard home. Uh Uh-oh. It was the body of a little girl. Uh It was missing its hands, feet, (gasps) and head. No. So it was a torso. Yeah. And legs, I guess, and arms. But the clothes that Pauline had been wearing when she disappeared were neatly folded next (gasps) to this body. Oh, my God. And a fully grown man's head was next to it. I'm sorry. Just his head. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. (laughs) A fully grown man's head that looked like it had been eaten a little bit by foxes. Uh, what? Yeah. What the fuck, right? That's really fucking weird. (laughs) Yeah. So... Okay. It was also in an area that had been extensively searched by the town <gasps> and the police. I was going to say half a mile. Yeah. I feel like they would have covered that in their search yeah. of the farm. They did. So it must have been put there after they searched? Mm-hmm. Okay. So obviously there's some fuckery afoot. Yes. <laughs> and some fuckery indeed. Ah, uh, yes. So they call homicide detectives, or whatever they're called at the time, but like yeah. the fucking detectives, not the police. Yeah because Dick Tracy arrives. Yeah. (laughs) They were different than the police, so it took them three days to get to this town. No. And the townsfolk, and I'm sure the family, but at least the townsfolk, they took turns watching over the body until the detectives arrived to make sure that, like, nobody fucks with this crime scene now, That's really nice, as long as not one of them fucks with the crime scene. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought, too. Like, but who can you trust? Yeah. So now... We have a little girl who may or may not be, but probably isn't, Pauline, that's been living with the Picards. How do you mess that up? She must have really looked like her. They said that 
it looked like her, but it looked like an underweight version of her. But also it had been three weeks, so maybe she lost some weight during that time. Oh my gosh, they took someone else's kid. But she was wandering around alone and nobody was saying like, hey, I'm missing my kid. What the fuck? Yeah, so we have that little girl. We have a dead little girl who is probably Pauline, but can't be identified because of she the missing... She doesn't have a head? Yeah, the <laughs> missing head and hands like and feet, the most identifying parts of a body. Ugh. And it was 1922, so you didn't have, like, DNA and stuff. Yeah. Oh, my God. And you have a random dude's head that's been partially eaten by foxes, so you can't identify him either. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. So police obviously reopened the whole Pauline case. Yeah. They're like, let's talk to this guy in this institute. Right. They determined that the body was most likely that of Pauline, but they couldn't tell the cause of death. They finally decide that what most likely happened is that she wandered off and froze to death. (gasps) No, because she's missing her head and her hands and her feet. She's missing her head and her hands and her feet, and there's a fucking man's head next to her. Yeah, she didn't wander off and freeze to death. And they searched. Yeah, yeah, no. That's stupid. Exactly. The reasoning that they gave for her not having a head or hands or feet was that animals may have eaten them. No. But most animals wouldn't go for your head over your torso. No. Like, they'd go for the belly. That's what... Well, and they would leave your head attached. Well, yeah, it would be, like, nearby or something. Yeah. Just, like, eaten Drug off. Drug away for a minute. Yeah. So that's kind of shady. Yeah. The Picard family decided that the little girl that was living with them wasn't Pauline because she spoke in a different dialect. She didn't recognize them. She was just kind of being like a sweet toddler. Like, Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. She also appeared to be younger than Pauline. And they figured finding her 200 miles away was kind of too far-fetched to be real. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They named her Mary Louise Pauline and sent her back to that town that I can't pronounce Uh where she lived with nuns in an orphanage. Oh my gosh. Why didn't they just keep her then if no one else was going to take her? That's kind of what I was thinking too. Like, I mean, if your daughter is dead, that's really, really sad and everything. But also you can name this one Mary Louise like you did and then just give her a home. Yeah. But maybe, I don't know, maybe it's too, like, soon, too close to home. Maybe they're like, I mean, but then we can just, like, sit on the couch. Yeah, right? And then we don't have a toddler anymore. That's so sad. (laughs) It is really sad. But she died in 1924, which was just two years later, of a measles epidemic. Oh, no. Get your fucking kids vaccinated. I realize (laughs) it's a public service announcement. (laughs) Yeah, PSA. I realize this was in the 20s and they didn't have a vaccine, but, like, you know. Yeah, but we don't need to bring that shit back. No, 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 no. So there are a lot of theories as to what happened to Pauline, and most of the townsfolk don't believe that she was frozen to death or eaten by animals. Yeah, because they've got, like, half a brain. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They could use some logic. (laughs) Because they thought about it for a minute. Yeah. So that guy that came and shouted at them about being guilty, Yves Martin, he was looked into, and police determined that he hadn't killed her. He had suffered from a brain injury shortly before showing up at the Picard's home. And so they're like, oh, he's just crazy crazy now. No, but he like went there specifically asking and then was like, praise God, she's alive. Yeah. Whatever he said. God is fair. I'm guilty. Yeah. But in French, so it might translate differently. Yeah. But still, like maybe he's like, wait a minute, I killed her. Is that her? And then he's like, holy shit. That's what I'm thinking too. Like that's a. It's a goddamn miracle. And then he had a nervous breakdown. Exactly. Like God is fair because she shouldn't have died. I'm guilty. And then he like freaks the fuck out. Yeah. Also having a brain injury doesn't say that you can't kill someone. Yeah. Exactly. One that you can't kill someone or two that he didn't have the brain injury and then just got it. 
yeah. after the killing. Yeah, because it was weeks before. Yeah. I don't know. So there was also an umbrella salesman who apparently worked for the family, mm-hmm. which I find odd because why would an umbrella salesman work for a family that owned a farm? What did he do for the family? I don't know. Just but sell umbrellas you, on their behalf? I don't know. That's all he said was he was an umbrella salesman. And I was like, you can't grow umbrellas. Maybe like, they like use the animal hide. Maybe. It didn't say what kind of animals. farm it was. Yeah, that's confusing. Yeah. But apparently he was very fond of Pauline and was overheard telling her that he was going to take her away and find her a good family in another town. No. Why? Would anyone ever say that to a person? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And who overheard that and was like, oh, that's fine. Yeah, keep him around. Yeah, I don't know. Let him watch her. What I can't understand is letting your two-year-old play outside by themselves. I was going to say that too. I get it's a different time, but like I wouldn't let your son play in my living room by himself. Yeah. So police arrested this umbrella salesman, but they eventually released him because he had a solid alibi. Okay. Uh, How solid? All it said was that his alibi checked out. Huh. And I was like... What was he doing? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I know what it. was his alibi? Yeah. But, like, what was it, though? <laughs> so then the townsfolk came up with a theory that a rich couple kidnapped Pauline to replace her with their own daughter who had died. Uh, what? The police didn't believe this. This is just a townsfolk theory. To, like, pretend that she's still alive? Um, the supposed reasoning was that if it was found out that the daughter was dead, they would lose their inheritance. What? I don't know. Maybe different times. Kids don't give you inheritance. Well, maybe like the, okay, think of like a rich grandma or something and, or lady, and then her kids get, or her kid and another person get married. And then she's like, I want grandkids or you're cut off. Oh. And then they have a grandkid and oh. then the grandkid dies. And then she's like, better oh. not let her die. I don't know. Oh, that's weird. That was the only like, maybe Logical. that kind of inheritance that yeah, I could think of. That's weird. Yeah. The head of the man was never identified and remains a mystery. What the fuck? Yeah. Pauline's cause of death, I mean, technically still remains a mystery. They kind of mm. had a half-hearted answer for it. That but she froze? Yeah, but... Well, she was missing her head, so... Where's that? Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that the two must have been moved to that location after the searches had taken place leads me to believe that someone fucking put them there, right? Yeah. But that's still a mystery, too. Like, that's no one so has weird. found out anything about it. And the family, the parents, and everybody, they moved on. They buried the the remains. torso or the remains of the little girl in like a grave or whatever and then they eventually died and were buried with her oh my gosh that's so fucking weird could you imagine not knowing what happened to your kid no no i couldn't and I then feel going like... through the trauma of all this fucking shit like oh my god we found her oh wait uh-uh. no we didn't uh-uh. who the fuck is this guy oh wait here's a body on my farm or like really close to my farm that's so weird how many people were on the farm i bet somebody on the farm did it because they could have hit her while they were looking mm-hmm or been like, don't worry, I checked that barn. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, 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 she wasn't in there. Yeah. I don't know. It didn't say how many people, like, worked on the farm or if other people were living there. I know for sure that the family lived there and they had siblings. And the townsfolk people were really involved. Like, yeah. Which, I mean, if it's a small town and this little girl goes missing, it's really good that the town bonds together and, you know, comes to, to help and everything. But to me, it seems like it would be really easy for someone to hide amongst them. Yeah, exactly. And, and people like, do that all the time, even now. Yeah. 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 And, like, murderers go back to crime scenes and stuff. Like, this person, yeah. whoever did this, 
if it was a nefarious act, which I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. He was probably in, or she was probably involved in like the searching and everything. Oh, absolutely. How fucking scary is that? Or like, what if he brought him a casserole? Like, sorry for your loss. Oh my God. Fuck that. Yeah. Or like if they lived on like a farm that did butchering and shit, they probably had a place where they threw carcasses like the, the, you know, like you chop up a cow and you sell the meat and you sell parts of this, but then you sell like the bones and stuff. And I think they have like just a giant pit or like a grinder or something that they throw that in and then they like use that for either like horse food or some shit or they just trash it yeah if they had the ability to butcher animals then they could have easily hid the head and the feet and the hands yeah see but i don't know what kind of farm it actually was that's so weird which if anybody does that's uh let me know it's it's like a flower farm it's a tulip farm (laughs) well that's kind of what my first thought of a farm is like the farms in the desert where it's like fucking lettuce or whatever you know oh like it's a it's a plant i was thinking like cow farm I was Dairy thinking, farm. like, a self-sufficient homestead farm. Oh. Like, it has everything. What is this, Oregon Trail? Yeah, <laughs> like, we don't need fucking... Yeah, we live off of our land. We have goats and, yeah, and cows. chickens and, and shit. And, it, and they might have. But if it was, like, a butchered farm, then you never know. Yeah, but... Because God there's damn. been stories. I've heard stories before. I can't remember specifically what they are, but, like, where people dumped bodies in like this giant pit that used to be like a butching house i don't know what they're called like a butchery house Butch. i feel like yeah all those words (laughs) you're nailing it (laughs) they were butching in that house (laughs) they do the butching in there (laughs) yeah Yeah. slaughterhouse yeah slaughter there you go thank you slaughterhouse and then they (laughs) let you work it out for a while (laughs) jesus and they just had like a giant hole in the ground and that's where they would throw like the bits they don't want oh and they would throw bodies in there i only think of um i think it was hannibal where they had the pig pit and he threw yeah. the bodies into oh, the God. pigs and they're like you're all hungry yeah fuck that maybe who knows well goddamn, goddamn. that's a interesting one well now we have dna they should like exhume the bodies and test it <gasps> they should for the public good yeah but all that would say is if it was their daughter or not that well, and then the man, maybe somebody, oh, maybe yeah. he procreated. But if he didn't, then I guess it ends there. And if he didn't have any siblings. Yeah. It would still be a mystery, huh? Well, and he's probably been dead so long. I don't know. Did they embalm in the 20s? I don't know. Because I know once they embalm, they lose a lot of DNA. Fun fact, Salvador Dali was exhumed for some reason, and his mustache is still intact. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. It's still at the 10 after 10. <laughs> pointing. <laughs> <laughs> That's very interesting. Yeah. He must have been embalmed. Yes, he was. <laughs> the guy that embalmed him was like, uh, this is exactly how he looked when I fucking put him down there. That's crazy. Yeah, can you imagine? That's like, so oh, weird to me that we embalm our loved ones. Yeah, it is. Like, let them go. Yeah, let them disintegrate and do whatever. But go we, back like, to the earth or whatever. Reserve them. Sounds very hippie I've never seen an exhumed body that's been embalmed. Like, I've seen all, like, the mummies and shit that yeah. look, like, don't look like... They don't look like skeletons, but they don't look like people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I've never seen, like, do they literally look exactly how they looked when you put them in there? I think so. Because remember when we went to the Bodies Museum? Yeah. I think that's... I mean, that's but not... But they were, like... It wasn't, like, a body. That's, it was, like, preserved. Like sliced and diced. Well, they and... had the ones that were just, like, playing basketball and shit. Did they? Yeah. But those was, like, muscles and stuff. It didn't have their skin on them. A lot of them had skin on them. I remember seeing faces and stuff. Huh. Did it have hair? Yeah. Like, I know they had eyebrows, but did they have, like, their full head of hair? Yeah. Like, it was just a person standing there? Uh-huh. Hmm, I don't remember that part. Oh, I do, because I remember thinking, that's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> I like how I was just like, hmm, interesting. They cut that belly button into a square. Missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah, you really should have gone for the circle on that one. Or, like, a diamond, at least. Yeah, come on. <laughs> 
All right. Well, on that note. You want to give me your story, Stacy? Hell yeah. Are you ready? I'm so ready. So this one is one that's been, it's kind of a famous one, but I didn't really know anything about it. So. Ooh, I'm excited. So sorry if it's a repeat for some people. And if not, fucking enjoy because it's gross. Ooh. It's an intense one. Okay. So my story is the murder of Kellyanne Bates. Ooh, like Norman Bates? Like Norman Bates, but Kellyanne Bates. Ooh, okay. All right, and I'm just going to kind of jump into it. So James Smith was an unemployed divorcee living in Manchester, England, who had a history of abusing his wives. Yes, wives. He had multiple, and he had a history of abusing them. Well, that's probably why he had multiple, because he was like, they were like, no. And he was like, damn, get the next one. Let me go on to the next one. Yeah. In 1980, his first marriage ended after 10 years because of his abuse to his wife. So she stuck around for 10 years. That's a long time. That's fucking forever. Okay, so then his second wife, who he met she was 20 years old and her name was tina watson and he would beat her regularly what person is like yeah i'm gonna marry you yeah let me just stay with you he probably didn't do the beating until after yeah but you have self-worth like yes you do hey for sure get out of there don't do it seek help yes please so tina watson she would get beat regularly and even while she was pregnant with his child he would beat her oh no he like kicked her in the crotch (gasps) and stuff like weird stuff he even attempted to drown her once oh my god in the sink and she escaped and then the marriage obviously in the sink first of all i feel like i could do some sweet twisty moves to get out of that one oh no 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 this one wasn't drowned attempted to drown in the sink that's oh. a later one. Oh. So he just attempted to drown her. I don't know the scenario. But then she eventually escapes the marriage. I don't know if she runs away or what she does, but she gets the fuck out of there. Good. Good for her. So then in 1982, James meets 15-year-old Wendy Mottershed. Okay. And this relationship was also full of abuse. And on one account, he attempted to drown her in their sink. This is the one who was attempted to be in the sink. I can only imagine she was, like, doing dishes or something, and he was like, I'm mad (sighs) about something, and came up behind her and did that. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. Who (laughs) knows? Or maybe he, like, was, like, filling up the sink, like, get over here. Oh, my God. That's, like, dad's mad. Yeah. But, like, worse. (laughs) Yeah. Don't go over there. (laughs) Yeah. No, I must stay over here. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so this relationship eventually ends due to the abuse as well. So he has had three wives. All of them he's attempted to basically fucking murder by drowning and they all leave good good for them some of them had babies with him which is just like fucking wild yeah did they take the babies oh yeah okay good yeah so in 1993 james meets 14 year old kelly bates okay enter 14 yeah how old is this guy kelly was 14 she was babysitting for some friends and that's how her and James met. I guess James was like a mutual friend of the friend she was babysitting for. Uh-huh. And he was 45 years old. And the people that she was babysitting for were like, yeah, James, this is a great idea to date my fucking babysitter. <laughs> I, well, I don't know if that's just how they met and they started talking and then they like talked outside of that or what. I, yeah, exactly. I have no fucking clue how that happened and First how all, that was okay. We're in our 30s. If you had a babysitter come over who was like, 14 and one of our friends was like i'm gonna get in on that she's hot i'd be like get the fuck out no yeah no hell no first of all that's my babysitter or your babysitter yeah that's not okay no because i want to keep that person around yes and also don't be a goddamn pedophile get the fuck out of here you creep yeah i mean different times right the 80s 
No, this is the no. 90s. It's not that different. No, it's not that different. The 80s isn't even that different. Oh, my gosh. Like, so, the 20s is different. Here's what's fucking wild is James was a year older than Kelly's dad. Her own father. Gross. I know. Gross. I know. Who, so, what did the dad think? I'll tell was you. Was he like, hello, sir? So two years later, after they meet, Kelly leaves school. She drops out, and she ends up moving in with James. Oh, my God. Gross. Super fucking gross. Also, where the fuck are the parents? So Kelly obviously tries to hide the relationship from her parents because it's gross. Yeah. But they soon find out because it's her fucking, their, like, 15-year-old daughter just moved out of the house. Where the fuck are you living with this man? Yeah. Okay, what's going on? And also, so they, if your 15-year-old daughter moves out of the house, like, that's not a thing. No. I'd be like, no, you can't I move know. out. I don't understand this. It's so frustrated. Like, your story with the two-year-old being left alone. Yeah. This story with, like, a 15-year-old being allowed to fucking live with a 45-year-old man. Yeah. I'm not saying to be a helicopter parent, but, I mean, be present. Yes, please. So, anyway, her parents are like, we need to get her away from this man because this isn't a good scenario. Good. Which is, like, call the fucking cops. Yeah, because that's pedophilia. Yeah. And kidnapping. Yeah. What the fuck? And so whenever she would come around, her parents started to notice that she had bruises popping up on her body. Oh, my God. And she had fucking fingertip bruises around her neck like she had been choked. (gasps) And she had a big old fucking black and blue bruise on the side of her face. Oh, my God. And she would just, like say oh it was just an accident it was an accident just like how everybody says in these fucking relationships it's not an accident to be choked no you don't accidentally get choked it's an accident for me to toss the remote onto the couch and it accidentally lands on my husband's crotch (laughs) (laughs) after that one bounce you know every man is like no that's abuse (laughs) not a fucking accident (laughs) he acts like it's abuse curls up Uh, on the floor oh yeah breath well evidently that shit fucking hurts so that's so i've seen (laughs) shouldn't laugh about it from it (laughs) but also it's a solid throw to the couch and then the cushion bounces it yeah i can't control that for sure that's just a rogue bounce Mm -hmm. no one can control that but that's an accident you don't fucking have telekinesis choking someone's not an accident no agreed so kelly ends up quitting her job which i don't know what fucking job she had at 15 but she ends up quitting her job like the soda shop yeah (laughs) but it's the 93 it was the 93 oh it was all of the 93 (laughs) but so she quits her job and she starts to like disappear out of everybody's lives uh-huh. And her family would get, like, birthday cards and Christmas cards, like, holiday cards from her in the mail. But they would always be in James's handwriting. It would never be in her handwriting. Mm-hmm. Because she was fucking basically being held captive. Suspicious. Yep. Her family would come visit her, and James would answer the door and say that she wasn't home. And then one time, a neighbor came over and was, like, really concerned about Kelly's well-being. And, he, and the neighbor expressed this concern. And so James was like, no, 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 Kelly's fine. And like told her to show her face out the window from upstairs. And And that was it. She She, did though? Yeah. Like she like looked out the window and like waved or whatever she did. And then the neighbor was like, okay, I guess she's still alive. Oh my God. that was like the end of it. That's all that that proves. That's that she's alive. Yeah. Not that she's not being held fucking captive. Yeah. She's a prisoner. So on April 16th, 1996, Kelly is now 17 years old. And James goes into his local police station and he announces that he had accidentally killed his girlfriend, Kelly, during an argument that took place in the bathtub. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So he finally drowned a person. He finally successfully did some shit. <sighs> yeah. Okay. So he claims that she inhaled the bathwater and went unconscious. 
And then he tried to revive her, but he couldn't. And he also claims that she often pretended to be unconscious. So he was like, probably to stop being beaten by you. I fucking know, right? Like, like it's like playing dead for a bear. That's not normal for somebody to like pretend that shit. Like, what? that's not a normal sentence to come out. Oh, she always pretends to be unconscious. Yeah, like, like that's what not a thing? That what you do would you say? mean? After yeah. what? Like just randomly watching TV? Oh, I'm unconscious. Exactly. Or did you just hit her in the head and she's like, oh, I'm unconscious. Just kidding because I didn't want you to hit me a fucking again. Right? Exactly. And he was like fucking annoyed by it. Like, oh, I couldn't tell if she was playing or not because she always does this shit. She always plays these games. Uh, oh, my normal. fucking God. It's not fucking normal. So the police go to the house and they find Kelly in the bathroom, naked and obviously deceased. Oh. Um, Kelly's blood was found. It's going to get intense. Okay. Kelly's blood was found in every room of the house. <gasps> like a lot? Like a lot. And oh, no. examination of her body found 150 separate injuries done to her. Oh, my God. 150. It was determined that during the last month of her life, she was held captive and tortured by James. Oh, my God. The last God. month of her life. Her, a whole month. That's so sad. She'd been, she was just a baby. She was so young. Oh, my God. Okay. It gets worse. Ugh. She'd been kept bound in the house and sometimes by her hair. <gasps> like, he would tie her hair to a chair or some shit. Oh, no. He would tie it to a radiator. Ooh. Or a chair. I wrote both. Okay. Well, I <laughs> mean, it's way. probably both. Yeah. He probably did both. Holy shit. And she also would be bound by a ligature around her neck that would make her, like, stay in place so she couldn't move. Oh, my God. The pathologist who examined her body claimed that he had seen over 600 victims of homicide and, like, this kind of shit. Mm -hmm. And not one victim had this many injuries in his whole career. Oh, so it was that's bad. so sad. So her injuries included... This is where it's like, oof, I don't feel good. Her injuries included burning of her buttocks and left egg, <gasps> left leg with hot water. Like, oh. she had scald burns on her. Burns on her thigh caused by a hot iron application. Oh, my God. A fractured arm. Multiple stab wounds caused by knives, forks, and scissors. Oh, I don't like it. Oh, my God. That makes me so uncomfortable. She had stab wounds inside of her mouth. <gasps> What? Inside. Like, he stabbed inside of her mouth. Oh, my God. You're not going to like this part. Both <sighs> of her hands had been crushed, and both of her kneecaps had been crushed so that she couldn't get away. Her kneecaps. Oh, crushed. my God. That's the worst. So that adjective should never follow the word kneecaps, just for the record. Oh, but that is so awful. Kneecaps are, like, my least favorite, worst fucking nightmare. I know. I know. That's why I knew it would get you. Ugh. She had mutilation to her ears, her nose, eyebrows, mouth, and lips, and genitalia. <gasps> she also had wounds caused by gardening tools, such as a spade and pruning shears. Oh, my God. I don't feel good. I know. This, this is guy used... me uncomfortable. I know. It's almost done. But it, this is the worst part for me anyway, which is why it's listed later. Both of our eyes had been gouged out. <gasps> Uh, later stab wounds were done to the empty eye sockets. Uh, like they were healing and then there were stab wounds done to them. Oh, oh my God. My it makes God. me so uncomfortable. Um, wait. Uh-huh. Okay. This is all really awful and it makes me not feel good and I want to throw up. But what did he expect to happen when the police showed up and he's like, she drowned? Uh, I don't fucking know. She doesn't know. have fucking eyes. Oh my God. I don't know. She used to have eyes. <laughs> Where did her eyes go? Oh, my God. I don't know what he expected, but he was clearly fucking crazy. The last 
little bullet here for her injuries included. Her head had been partially scalped <gasps> as like a form of torture. <sighs> okay, here's the worst part for me. It was determined that her eyes had been removed no less than five days and not more than three weeks before her death. So she had her eyes removed and then she lived oh. for either five days to three weeks. She oh, was alive. that's fucking awful. I literally feel nauseous from like retelling the story. Uh, yeah, I can't even imagine when going I was through that researching this. I like kept having to stop, and I was like, "This is really fucked up." Oh, could you imagine not having your eyes? No, and the poor chick was and, like tied up too, and, and living shit. with the person who took them from you. Oh my god, god, that she poor had girl. been obviously starved and dehydrated. It was determined that the injuries were not the cause of like one violent outburst but instead multiple events that were carried on over like a long period of time to deliberately torture kelly oh my god yeah well why does this guy why because he's fucking awful yeah but like he he beat his previous wives is it like a sick he wants to be in control and torture people or is it like she he has some perceived like slight that she did like what? I have no idea. It doesn't really explain a very good motive. Just don't have a girlfriend. Yeah, like or a wife. You're fucking cool man. Yeah, live by yourself if you don't think that these people should live with you. Oh my god, he probably was just like a super angry, bitter old man. God, what an asshole! Holy shit! So her official cause of death was drowning. They had found that James had beaten her over the head with the shower head, oh. and that she either fell in the water and drowned. Or, like, because she was, like, knocked out. Yeah. Or he held her there till she drowned. Again, what does he think is going to happen when he goes to the police? And he's like, my girlfriend, my fucking torture We had an accident. Yeah. (laughs) There was an argument in the bathtub. We had 150 accidents. (laughs) Like, what does he think is going to happen? I don't know. What if they were able to revive her? It's not like he would still get away with it. It's not like, oh, Oh thanks for... Not letting my torture victim die. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if she had lived through all of that? Holy fucking shit. She lived through most of it. I know. I know. So her death was described as a merciful end to her torment. So it's like her dying was a good thing at this point. Honestly, I was thinking, like, at at that point, yeah, I would rather... I mean, I don't know. I've never been in that situation. But at that point, like, there's uh, got to be a point where you stop fighting and you're just like, fuck it. I get a fucking steam burn on my finger and I'm like, cut off my arm. Yeah. Should I lay down and die now? Like, I cannot imagine yeah. Yeah. all of that. I can't take a shower for a week. Oh, my God. I wish she would have, like, left. Oh, God. What? She couldn't. Well, I know. But, like, before all of this, like, the first time you ever hit her, just leave. Yeah. It's or, not, like... Don't let a second time happen. When an old man came in when you were babysitting. Yeah. And was like, hey, honey, you should be like, you fucking creep. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. So, a psychiatrist analyzed James and found that he had a severe paranoid disorder with morbid jealousy and lived in a distorted reality. Like, fucking obviously, but those that's, like, the official word of what the psychiatrist said okay. about him. Like, yeah. Morbid jealousy. jealousy. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? So maybe he was like jealous of. Well, that's why he cut her off from everybody that she. Yeah. Could ever talk to. Yeah. I guess. I wonder what happened. Like in his eyes, what did she do to deserve all of that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like. I don't fucking know. Ugh. Okay. So James denied the murder of Kelly. <laughs> and he oh. claimed. Oh my God. He claims that she had a really bad habit of egging him on and taunting him to get him riled up. 
So it's not his fault. And so then he had a really bad habit of gouging out her eyes. He claims that Kelly would injure herself to make it look like James had caused more damage than he actually did. So right there, it's like, okay, he caused some sort of damage. Whether yeah. or not she actually did that, because I don't believe she did, but you just admitted that you did some you, damage to You her. caused damage. So, like, he gouged out her eyes, but, like, then she stabbed herself in the eyes. Oh, my God. Can we just stop talking about that? I can't, because that's fucking awful. It's the worst part of this whole fucking story for me. And that she lived without her eyes. Oh, my God. And then he would stab him. Okay. See, look, I have this overactive imagination. Yeah, I know. And I just lived it out loud. Okay. So, when asked why he gouged her eyes out, he said that Kelly had dared him to do it, to, like, do her harm. What? The Here's the only scenario I can fuck. imagine this in, is, like, they're arguing, and he's like, I'm gonna gouge your fucking eyes out, and she's like, I fucking dare you. And uh, then he After did. my kneecaps had been crushed, yeah. and I had... Uh, I don't know, 149 other injuries. You'd be like, nah, I think this guy, I'm not going to call his bluff. Yeah, I wouldn't call that bluff. I'd be like, <sighs> sorry, don't. I'll make you a sandwich. I don't yeah. know. What the fuck ever. Uh, do you need me to go to the grocery store? Oh I'm my never God. coming back. Oh my God. It doesn't make me feel good. Okay. So James was tried and it only took the jury one hour to find him guilty of Kelly's murder. Good. Because fucking obviously. And he got life imprisonment with a minimum of 20 years to serve. Okay. I don't know until parole or some shit. Probably. I didn't write the rest of that sentence. <laughs> and then... After the trial, the jury had to receive professional counseling because they saw the photos of Kelly's body. Oh, And this is some shit that you can Google, and I haven't. No, like, I'm not going to. Intentionally, I Googled her name, and then on some of them, pictures would pop up. And there's, like, one picture of her, like, body. But I looked away so fast, and it yeah. was taken from far away. So thank God I didn't see anything. But That's awful. makes me so sick that there's, like, that shit on the internet. <laughs> makes me sick that there's those people in life well that too but i mean that it's like you know some morbid curiosity part of me wants to see the photos because like what the fuck but then the other part of me is like you will never recover don't look at it and i kind of saw it for like half a second and i'm like "Mm -mm -mm. nope don't look further yeah how awful for those parents of her Oh, oh my god first of all why why did you let her move out well, Why didn't you, like, break those doors down to get her when you couldn't contact her? Yeah. Other than you might think that she wants to be there, because that's what they do, right? Yeah, but... They, like, tell their family, still, I'm fine. I'm fine, yeah, I want to be here, I love him, blah, blah, blah. But still, I'd be like, okay, well, listen, you might love him and everything, but you're 14, 15, yeah. or whatever. So you're not allowed to. <laughs> yeah, you still need to live at home, and then you can, like, I don't know, he can come over here, or yeah. something. Like, yeah. Also, he's 40 fucking five. Oh, God, no. So just, I would no. get my ass arrested. I would, I would have busted in there. Or okay. I'd have, a, I'd call the police and be like, uh, this person is holding my daughter. She's only 15. I'm responsible for her. She needs to live with me. Yeah. And have them remove her from the house. Oh, my God. It's awful. I literally feel nauseous now. Yeah, I don't like any of that. Okay, I'm sorry. That was a really gory one. Yeah. But I kind of like those ones. <laughs> Some sick part of me yeah. is like, what i have to tell aaron (laughs) there's an awful morbid curiosity about it Ugh. yeah but it really does bother me that people like that live in the world absolutely and they're like not all locked up obviously yeah there's still gonna be more that's awful well god damn god fucking damn that's an intense one yeah both of those suck today (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right well uh on that happy note yeah on that note let's tell people where they can find shit i'm not putting that picture on the website so you guys can google that own, your own shit there but if you're interested in pictures pertaining to our case go to isgdpodcast.com or you can tweet at us at isgdpodcast yep we're on facebook and shit same handle 
You can email us at isdpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, send us your goddamns. Oh, yeah. Because we got another goddamn this week. Oh, good. We'll play it after this. Yeah. The last and final thing that you need to do is... My most favoriteest thing in the world, snail mail at P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. Actually, there's more you have to do. If you're interested in some merch, go on our website, check it out, buy some, help support us, and you should subscribe, rate, and review, and tell your friends about us and all that other shit. Seriously, even if you don't, like, want to review on a platform that you're using because it's hard or you have to log in or whatever, send us an email or tweet or anything just to, like, let us know that you're listening and you enjoy it because it fucking makes our life complete. It does. It (laughs) makes my whole day better and then my whole week better because I'm like, somebody likes us. Exactly. Validation. So, so, although we want it on those platforms so other people can see it, if you just tell us, it'll make us so happy. That's true. (laughs) Okay, are you ready for today's goddamn? So ready. It's a very special one. It comes from one of our very awesome, amazing listeners, Jackie Lee. Ooh, Jackie, what's up, girl? And even more specifically, it comes from her little daughter. Oh my God. I know. She got her to do it? She got her to do it. Oh my gosh, we're corrupting people. Oh, that's awesome. We're corrupting little children. I'm so excited. Okay, so Jackie, have you listened to it, Erin? No. Yeah, neither of us have listened to it. We've been waiting for this very moment. That you corrupted your sweet, sweet, sweet child. <laughs> your sweet baby. For the benefit of our podcast. We appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, by the way, Jackie's daughter says, don't giggle. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I guess I guess Jackie had to get her to go into another room to record it. Yeah. Well, I hope Jackie's daughter doesn't listen to our podcast. Yeah, because we're for sure going to giggle. If I hear a little baby girl voice say it, <laughs> I don't know if I can hold it back. Okay. Oh my god, it's beautiful! What? <laughs> it's like the sound of an angel. Was it an angel? I feel like it was an angel. <laughs> okay, ready? Let's do it again. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to go. <laughs> it's oh, amazing. She's so sweet. What I love a little it. sweetheart! That is the cutest goddamn we've ever gotten. It's like a mouse did it. <laughs> Thanks, Jackie, for helping to corrupt your children for the benefit of our podcast and a a nice giggle. Yeah, we appreciate you so much. And tell your daughter thank you. And don't ever say bad words again. Yeah. Not allowed to say that ever again. Yeah. (laughs) Those are mommy words only. And also tell her we didn't giggle. Not at all. (laughs) It was a very serious moment. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, everybody send your goddamns in. We'll play them. It's fun. Yeah. We love them. It's fun. We're having fun. God damn it. I said it's fun. (laughs) Have fun with us. (laughs) All right, guys. Until next week. Bye. Bye. And if you're all caught up on our podcast, stay tuned for a promo from Murder and Such. My name is Hunter. And I'm Haley. And we're your hosts of Murder and Such, a podcast about true crime, serial killers, and other dark subject matters. Join us while we fill your ear holes with some crappy comedy and disgusting tales. You can now find us on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and all of your podcatcher services. You can like us on Facebook, Instagram, and follow us on Twitter. At Murder and Such. Hope to hear from you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.